five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier podcast of both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce. Joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan Etzer, Dr. Jam, also the host of the Moan Man Watchpoint Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. The what now? The Toronto de- Vancouver Titans? What, what's, what's that? Are you just it, like making up words as you go? I am. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, it's what we do. I mean, we, half the stuff we talk about, we make up. Like, we That's just pull true. it out of thin That's air. True. You know, we, 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 we're tossing like words into like chat GPT. It spits out a script. True I just artists. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they did with the bubble trouble mega bundle on the Overwatch store right now, where you can get rubber ducky Orisa and Bathmaster Zenyatta. Oh my so goodness. Bath I just, Master Zen? is yep. that like now in the, in the store? It sure is. I saw a kill cam from a Zenyatta wearing the, the bath hat and all that. And I was like, oh, that's that's neat. And then I heard the sound effects associated with that. It's incredible. Oh, I yeah, gotta I get it. That. I, I hope it's similar to the uh, noises that were coming through the microphone before we hit record when we were talking about ASMR. <laughs> I hope mm. not. I hope of, not. A lot of squishy bath noises, you know? Yeah, we're trying to diversify now, seeing as, you know, what we used to talk about. I'm not sure if it's uh, it exists anymore. Not sure if it exists. It doesn't. Spoiler it doesn't. alert. <laughs> the Overwatch League is dead. You have Long to say live. it like that. Oh, well, there's an Overwatch League. Live yeah. nothing. Yeah, no. it's you know you can. It's dead, Jim. Read based on our tone. <laughs> We're in this weird space because what we talked about. Even though I mean, I was probably the most optimistic of the three, and I'm a pessimistic person. So <laughs> suffice to say, we weren't really you know of the belief anything would, would have come to fruition. And it not, it, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it momentarily, but, uh, yeah, the league is dead. Our podcast is in a weird space and, uh, yeah, we have to diversify, uh, what it is that we do to, to pay the bills, keep the lights on. I mean, ASMR is a big thing. <laughs> uh, I'm contemplating opening up, uh, an only fans and seeing what I can do from there. I mean, I hear there's, you know, potential, the hustle never ends. That depends. Mm-hmm. It, there's potential, but I've never seen your feet, so. Hey. <laughs> Don't you be judging my feet. <laughs> be curious, not judgmental. Let me check WikiFeet if you have a profile there. Be right back. <laughs> Wait, yeah, there's, so a, there's be... a WikiFeet? Oh, the fact that Jordan would know that, though. No <laughs> Let me Google that really quick. Uh, as... So, as these two go and try to figure out how you're going to go in. <laughs> it's actually true. Oh my God. Sorry. Yeah. Keep on going. Well, that's okay. I mean, at this point in time, if anyone's tuning in, they have to be tuning in to hear the hijinks of what actually exists on the internet. Um, we'll talk a little about what's going on in the world of the Define and the Titans. If we ever get there, um, whether or not the teams or concepts or, you know, ideas still exist. Uh, a little bit what might be going on with the rest of what is now a defunct Overwatch League and uh, the game of Overwatch. But to get through all of that, the first thing that we need to do is start pushing the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! 
I wrote this in the rundown, and it was simply because I had no idea how to describe it any better. But uh, who knows if the Vancouver Titans exist? And it's weird that you would think that that would even be a question, considering the league is done. But the Toronto Defiant had a farewell post. They wished all their players well. They announced they're keeping Kassaras in whatever competitive Overwatch stream that they may go into in the future, whatever the future really happens to look like. But we haven't even gotten anything out of the Titans. To their credit, I guess, they're running like tournaments and they have some social stuff going on. But as an organization, like, it's dire. And that says something considering everything the Titans have have gone through over the years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got nothing to report on in, in Vancouver. Uh, Toronto, despite not having a team, they do now have an official CEO. Uh, the interim title has been taken off of uh, Adam. Uh, he is now officially the chief executive officer of the uh, Overactive Media organization. Uh, they announced in their quarterly update as an organization, they made a profit. Eh, let me phrase that. They had positive positive EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and depreciation, something like that, and amortization. There we go. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think they're profitable. It just means that um, they had cash, which is, from an organizational perspective, pretty good. And in the esports side, probably not that bad. Now, how they'll continue to make that cash, I don't know. I didn't actually go through the details of their quarterly report. Jordan, I think you reviewed it. Was there any mention as to how much of the money the league gave them, both on the buyout, like when the team you know pulled out of the league and in the reduction of the league fees? Because if that's the case, they actually lost money, but that $9 million injection brought them $800,000 to the so this good is, side. This is reading straight from the section titled significant announcements subsequent to quarter end and it reads overactive confirmed all outstanding overwatch league entry fees valued at 8.1 million bracket us 6 million have been waived and will be reflected in the company's fourth quarter 2023 financial results the next bullet point reads overactive terminated its team participation agreement in the overwatch league blah 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 the company will receive a termination payment of approximately 8.2 million bracket still us uh, us six million dollars from activision blizzard and then they say uh this payment will be received net of approximately 0.9 million for an expected net payment receipt of approximately 7.3 million dollars so again doesn't specifically say as to whether or that or like i mean depending on how the money is noted on the balance sheet um is that before what we see with their positive EBITDA or was it after and if it was after I, that means they are doing quite well if it was before yeah they posted a profit because they got a refund i think that was before because i believe if you dig into it they're actually posting something like it was it was something along the lines of that 0 0.9 million it was a zero point something million which i mean hey that's still you know in regular people terms nine hundred thousand dollars or well they posted a zero point eight million ebitda oh that could be um, what i was thinking then. so they're your your hundred thousand dollar difference but like that's the thing is it i mean it, it's good that the organization is trending the right way i'm yeah. a shareholder so hashtag no <laughs> bias <laughs> um this is good news but 
esports as a function still is not a space as to which many are mm-hmm. seemingly profitable, though there are many making money on the venture. It's uh, for the children, right? Totally. For the big, beautiful kids. <laughs> um, again, who knows what's happening with those two franchises, but uh, let's talk a little bit they, about... Uh, exist in our hearts. That's right. And let's talk about how it impacts our show. Uh, if we were to wind the clock back considerably, uh, RSP came to be because I owned the domain, readysetpalm.com, because I thought I would have like a video game podcast way back when. And then the announcement that the Vancouver Titans were going to, or at least the Vancouver franchise existed within the context of the Overwatch. I'm going to do a podcast. And then I started, you know, mentioning just through social, hey, we have the Indian interest in helping me out with this venture because I couldn't think of doing it on my own. I'm not as talented as Jordan here with One Man Watchpoint. That's right. And uh, lo and behold, Alex and I get connected. Uh, He goes and, you know, sits on Flowervin's lap at the... Uh, you know, team launch event or whatever it happens to be uh, gets affiliate on Twitch overnight. And he and I run with it. Sam joined us for a spell. Uh, pandemic happens. Reckoning occurs with the Titans. Uh, we decide to expand across the country, go to Canada. Sam leaves. Jordan takes his place. Podcast is even better. And uh, here we are today where there's no longer a league. No idea if the team that we first started recording exists and the one that we added they do, but we don't know what the details happen to be. So what is it that this podcast is going to discuss? Feet, apparently. Um, <laughs> I mean, ASMR, possibly. And well, I think... I like you the know, trajectory this is going uh, towards. Yeah, we've, we've had fun <laughs> riffing on all sorts of topics over the years. The driving, you know, you know basis of what we focus on when we record is the speculation as to what's happening in a league that again, no longer exists and two teams that one who knows and the other, they have a coach. So we've decided that instead of just continuing to record and say they exist, they exist and then catchphrase, we're going to actually reduce our recording frequency even further than our normal off season cadence of every two weeks to much longer. This is the last episode of Ready, Set, Pwn for 2023. You had to leave them hanging. Pause there for a second. Yeah, you know, for effect. Mm -hmm. Our plan is to come back early 2024 to maybe catch up on things. Potentially there's news. And if there's anything that I have learned in hosting this podcast is that Lord dictates the moment we commit to something news breaks Mm -hmm. so as we were going to be publishing this on a wednesday who knows let me like the new overwatch competitive top tier ear sports whatever it happens to be and there could be something uh adam uh was on on twitter or whatever the heck one calls it these days talking about how awesome it would be to host a major overwatch event and happened to tag the uh overwatch uh, dev team so Adam, as we know, doesn't just randomly say stuff for the sake of saying it. There is always some design and some purpose, or at least in my opinion, there is. So that leads me to believe something will be happening in 2024. But 2024 is a pretty long year. So again, this is the last episode of Ready, Set, Pwn for 2023. 
dead we've talked about this already but the overwatch league is done it's official um i don't know did the two of you catch any of the uh the scuttlebutt as to how things sort of transpired allegedly i didn't read too much into the specific details but i do know from multiple sources that um the general feeling was that a majority of the teams did want to, like, I don't know if the majority is the correct term to to use, but many teams wanted to continue with, with the Overwatch League and were even prepared to, like, consider to vote positively. And the, the league kind of gave them, you know, they were supposed to, to basically vote in favor or against a proposed plan, a new plan for what happens next for the Overwatch League. And, and apparently it was so bad that it kind of felt like, uh, okay, we're done. We just want to get this uh, stuff over with and mm-hmm. almost offensively bad. And everyone, including, you know, uh, people like Adam were just like, okay, I guess we want to, you know, shut the door on, on this entire thing. So that that's what I know or what I've heard. Yeah. That was it, leaked. It really kind of struck me as, I don't think it would be inaccurate to say, maybe not most, but a good number of orgs wanted to stay, but I think realistically knew that the league needs to go away in order for it to change drastically. Um, You know, I I know lots of people online were shocked that I think Toronto was the first one that kind of just came out and said, Hey, we're not a part of the Overwatch League anymore. Um, and really made that announcement because a lot of people saw Toronto as one of the more successful orgs. But I also think that if you've been listening to people like Adam and, and, you know, parts of the org, uh, in recent memory, I think it was pretty clear that even though they were one of the more successful brands, you know, not necessarily success within the league, but successful brands and marketing and sales wise, um, I think it was clear that there were other orgs that uh, didn't really want to be there anymore. And you can't really have that because it's not, you know, it's not an organization like the NHL where they can just sell a team to another owner and move them kind of thing. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, like, like I say, I think a lot of orgs want the league to remain in some way, but knew that it needs to go away uh, for it to come back anew, if you will. Yeah, and I, I sort of see that where if what you want is different than what the powers that be in the league head office want, the only way to effect change is to press the, the big red button and start over. But, you know, to what you know, Alex had sort of pointed out is it does sound like the offer that the league prepared to say, hey, here's what we think was so horrible yeah that it was like theoretically worse than what was already on the table if nothing had changed Mm -hmm. i don't know that with any certainty i've not seen it i've not heard anyone definitively say one thing or the other 
but you know, the, the conversation that teams themselves, the organizations themselves were shown the plan Mm -hmm. moments before the vote. Like generally if you're confident as to what you're going to propose, you get in front of people early on. Like I, I wonder if it just was a matter of, well, we got to do this because maybe there's some legal reasons. Yeah. We can't just say bye-bye. Right. So we put something that we know no one will want and they do us the favor by saying, peace be with you. Right. I gave them a big piece of paper saying just three fitty. Yeah. (laughs) And who knows? Like, let's say, let's say the league had put together, you know, a more palatable presentation, um, something that had, you know, possibility. There's no guarantee that enough teams would have voted to stay. Right. Because we know there were organizations who are like, no, we're out. Yeah. Looking at that departure fee as a good thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the inevitable happened regardless, but the facts that we do know is that now that Microsoft is the organization ultimately holding the bag, uh, it's going to be $120, uh, across all of the teams. That's a hefty amount of money. I got to give up to shut something down. Um, obviously there's other ancillary costs. Um, there was conversation as to the possibility of partnering with ESL and running events. Um, who knows? Yeah. Like it, maybe contenders exists in its current form and suddenly contenders is top tier overwatch. Like there's nothing to suggest that that's not the case now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the obviously financials are a whole lot different, but could it be that there is a majors or major contenders event held in Toronto that the NA region, you know, takes part of this, this Toronto defiant team become more of a contenders organization akin to what Montreal rebellion happened to be. Um, I don't know, but if one thing is very clear, you know, players, who had been making a considerable amount of money mm-hmm. are not going to be getting those dollars any anymore. And if they do, it'd be a handful of teams. So there's just even fewer, fewer spots um, available. It, it, it's unfortunate all, all, you know, any which way you look at it, mm-hmm. but yeah, the league is done game over. Uh, uninstall all those people who said, <laughs> well, the hold league on is dead, dead league. <laughs> They're finally getting their wish. Yeah, what? You're what? not uninstalling? <laughs> no, I was going to say that the league might be dead, but I the game, the game still exists. Oh, wait, there, there's a game? Um, There is a game. It still exists. And it's very interesting as to what their plan happens to be and sort of their vision um, with how they can continue to improve. Uh, one of the big changes, if we were to sort of transition off this dead league, uh, is uh, Roadhog finally got reworked. Mm-hmm. But I, before we get into it, I'd like to point out that when I hear the term rework, I think the Overwatch team uses the word incorrectly. Uh-huh. Is it a remaster? Like, Is it a remake? Well, Is it yeah, it's the like, HD version? 
oh, hey, we've completely reworked this hero. We saw this with Sombra. Hey, here, we're going to change these abilities a bit, and we're going to give a new ability, and that's a rework. I get it. It is. But, I mean, I look at, like, Sim. Sim got a rework. Orissa, right? like, too. Yeah, like, these are heroes that got a rework. They are nothing like they once were. Yeah. Um, Hog, what's, what's different about Hog? Okay. One, he can throw a trap now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, fat version of junk rat. He no longer <laughs> has a primary and secondary fire. He has a primary fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a breather. No longer on cooldown. It is or chargeable ability. And I actually, you know, have no issue with how they've adjusted Hog. I think they have maybe made him more fun to play. Is that truly a rework? Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels... Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's, it is it is a refresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's the whole... I don't know, like I say, it's the remaster versus remake HD version debate when it comes to games. Like, I think you're <laughs> right. You know, Symmetra um, or Risa, it's the same character, but they play very differently they almost they almost they it's even, it's, even it's almost Doom, like i guess yeah true switched. it's almost like they kept one of their ability and the rest changed whereas sombra and roadhog they kept most of their abilities and only a small portion changed um yeah it feels like they almost need a better term for it because uh, i think a lot of people were just like what do you mean especially because when they showed the stats cu- or the the like I don't know what to call it, breakdown card that just describes the abilities for Roadhog. It looked like he gained a trap and that was it. He gained a trap and he lost a shot. He lost his long range shot. It looked like that was the only change. It's not until you get into the actual breakdown of how each of these things works that you see, okay, there's a little bit more of a change here. But looking at that, you know, if, if that's the only description you read, you're going in thinking, he can't fire from a distance now and he can throw something down that lands in front of his feet. Like that's basically it. So, yeah, I, I, I also really hate how they changed like the right. I, I used to love the right click he had. Did you? And that really upsets me that it's gone. Yeah. Like mm. I, well, they, the, the re- at range, like he hasn't, there's, there's zero range for him. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Well, he's got his hook. Okay, pull him in. <laughs> but you know, he he maybe this was by design. Like you think about like the hero. He's a he's now a mm-hmm. he's like Reinhardt with a hook. Like I, you know, in fact, you could probably argue Reinhardt's better because he's got two fire strikes to throw for yeah. range. Plus, I get him a lot on my team, and we eight times out of ten lose the match. I don't know if. Probably because people are playing them like take a breather is the way it once was. The sustain is a whole lot different. Like I, I I like the adjustment because at least at the level of, uh, you know, uh, caliber that I was playing at, if you didn't play Anna hog was nearly invincible. Like there needed to be something either a somber or an Anna to disrupt the sustain on a hog. Yeah. That's no longer as big of a problem. But it's he's his his skill I think level has adjusted quite a bit. 
in the hands of a player like me, maybe no longer is capable though. I have played them a couple times and I've enjoyed that bit, but again, it's, I play junk rat. So maybe I just love the fact that I'm a fat junk rat now. Look, junk rats fun. And he's always been fun. Okay. I make people so angry with junk. I don't know what's up with all the hate on junk rat. <laughs> Wish we saw more of him at grand finals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I see a junk rat. I go far. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So, You'd probably handle me, but the number of times I see a Farah and I'm like, oh, that's a challenge. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of how right? I feel when I play Hanzo and I see a Farah. But uh, I mean, now with less shields, it's kind of more uh, teams are more susceptible to get just destroyed by him. There's a lot of damage there, of course, mm-hmm. like a ton of damage. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, Again, it's it's different, and if it's indicative of what we're getting from from the Overwatch team, it's also going to be something we're going to continue to see moving forward. Uh, they talked about a um, sort of retrospective of everything that had happened at BlizzCon, and you know where they sort of see things going. Um, they are still messing around uh, with the new mode that they had discussed, um, the uh, Clash, or as they refer to it, Five CP right um and uh you know good that they're still working on that mauga they've you know decided that maybe they need to to buff him it sounds like if you've played mauga during a brief period and found him strong he's going to get stronger if you found him weak he's going to get stronger at launch um and then they talked about sort of the the more theoretical stuff like how on the competitive side they really want to make adjustments and they refer to quick play as competitive because it's uh, what was the term that they used to describe quick play here? Uh, even quick play is demanding and sweaty. <laughs> so I get <laughs> it. There are some that go into QP, but that way. But I, I guess the casual gameplay that I'm accustomed to is now mystery heroes or arcade, um, whereas QP is where I've been going. But, uh, yeah, they're looking to make these adjustments and and further center themselves around the competitive experience, which is also interesting because, you know, in Jeff Kaplan days, there was a competitive experience and a casual experience. And now, despite not having a top-tier showcase in a league of competitive Overwatch players competitive is where they're focusing their their efforts yeah i mean there's always been the argument of like what should they be balancing for and i think it's usually been more focused on professional play versus casual play it feels a lot like they really just got to pick a lane um and that's what they're doing now they're yeah i think they've clearly started to say We've picked the competitive lane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, honestly, like, the interesting thing is, although it feels, I feel like uh, at face value, it feels unfair to the more casual player. But realistically, when I look at, you know, my own matches versus what I'm hearing about uh, top-level play, the fact is, at my level... 
it is a very different game. You don't have a lot of the problems that they do have at a higher level. So I, I kind of think it makes sense to balance it for more of the competitive side because then those players that are, you know, maybe not necessarily exploiting things, but are the best at what you can be with these characters, it puts more restraints on them or forces them to be better as opposed to forcing your average player to be better, who, let's be honest, is going to play Junkrat when they want to play Junkrat, right? So I i wasn't too upset about that, honestly. Hmm. Are you trying to say I should play Junkrat? No, I, I just said I love Junkrat. Junkrat's one of my favorite <laughs> to play, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at competitive, though, as a sign that a player or that wants to play Junkrat no longer hits that choice. Right. And I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that I can't every match allows for me to choose him, but it has been disclosed in the past that it's perceived to be toxic gameplay to pick a hero that doesn't fit within the context of the team. Right. And in my mind, while I play quick play for that reason, if quick play is now competitive, uh, is that now sort of brush being drawn over that mode? Who knows? I mean, I am again, speculating into a space that I have absolutely no data to work with, but it's just for me, it could be a nothing burger, (laughs) but I'm a casual player. Yeah. Over honestly, the the other interesting side of it as well is the competitive rework that we know is coming. Uh, that obviously they talked about. I think we talked about it last episode, um, or we touched on it a little bit because it was talked about at uh, uh, BlizzCon. Um, and the interesting thing is, I actually I liked a lot of the changes they talked about with respect to that, and it actually made me somewhat excited to try and get back into competitive again because since overwatch 2 came out i haven't felt like competitive like the actual competitive mode felt good to play and obviously there was a ton of criticism around it lots of people didn't like it but they still played it and for me i just kind of was like i don't have any desire to touch this right now um but the changes that they showed off and and being more transparent about why you're moving up or moving down uh, to me, really kind of, I don't know, it, it it hit that thing in my brain that said, I like this because I have some tangible direction in, in what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing so well, um, and I can understand where, you know, either I need to change or if I want to be better, uh, I need to step my game up kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it feels a little bit like, obviously, we're seeing things in in phases, right? They're not making any of these changes sweeping and they're not making any of these changes all at once. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that overall competitive sort of rework to hopefully kind of bring some of the pieces together um, and make the experience feel overall better. Because honestly, right now I am having a lot of fun with the game in general, but I'm playing honestly a lot of mystery heroes because I just like the variety, but also quick play Um and then, you know, uh, previously the uh, occasional concert clash round. So the concert clash goes away if I, I th- already. I think it was today. Yeah, I think today. I'm yeah. looking forward to, to you know, 
I'm looking forward to get more uh, information as to why I suck and not just like playing you suck and that's it. Oh, that's totally uh, what I'm saying. You know what, Alex? Just accept you mad because bad. You mad because bad. Didn't they say there's going to be like a full reset for uh, SR as well or something like that? Like, I don't think they said a full reset, but sure. they did talk about a... A, a, I don't want to call MMR it a reset. Probably, but yeah. yeah, another a revamp, if you will. <laughs> oh, is it going to be a rework? A, re- a rework, yes, that's what I meant. Rework, yeah, okay. a rework, I, like the hog rework. Yeah, I think they said the, they'll do something where basically people will not have their history wiped entirely, but they'll start lower than than they were, and not work their way back up. But uh, it's going to reevaluate basically where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mad because bad or rage because rework. Got it. I guess so. Bad because mad. Mm-hmm. That could be it, too. <laughs> Anyhow, um, holiday event kicks in for uh, the uh, uh, Christmas season in game. Get to go and throw snowballs at a Yeti, I imagine. Although it's possible they introduce a different mode for the holidays. Who knows? I, I put um, a rock in this one. um but yeah we will be back next year um who knows what we'll be able to talk about if there'll be a lot if there won't be all that much but we will return in 2024 um i kind of feel like we need one of those you know final sort of title cards that you see at the end of like uh marvel cinematic universe movies i think they did it mostly with like guardians but like the guardians will be back or whatever happens to be rsp will be back i'll be back what will look like and how will sound and who knows maybe this podcast you'll tune into another episode and it'll just be like asmr and you know plugs to go and subscribe to us on uh, was it wiki (laughs) feet that's right but uh, we do encourage you to stay in touch with us. Um, RSP Discord is not going anywhere. The conversation is continuing to take place in in our Discord. It never has stopped. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things. And honestly, I'm really glad that the community that's formed around this show has um, you know, kept itself together throughout the Overwatch League experiment experiments or whatever the heck you want to call it. <laughs> Um, there are many who joined our discord back in 2019 who are still chatting with us, uh, to, you know, this day, which is, I think really, really cool. Um, so yeah, if you happen to want to, you know, keep in touch, best place to go about it. Our broken website will still be around, remain broken. I have absolutely no incentive to go and do anything about it, but that's ready. And, uh, just in time for the end of the world we're on threads uh, we're at ready set pwn there and as we already know i restarted the instagram account so there's all of that but uh, gentlemen uh what final words of wisdom do you have for our listeners uh in this last episode of 2023 <laughs> the rock version and then, by God, that's Taker's music. <laughs> Jordan. All right. So since this is the last time, we're going to do this for a little bit here. 
I have a, a short uh, a survey to do here with you guys. And this is going to determine who your Overwatch main actually should be. So who wants to go first? Alex. Okay, Alex. The first question. I need you to pick a color. <laughs> Green. Green. Okay, okay. Got it. I need you to pick a number between 1 and 10. Four. Okay. And I like the thought you sec. took to choose the very, most appropriate number. Yeah, I need to like exclude the rest of the choices, right? And the how options. the final question, how do you take your coffee? Black. Black. Okay. Okay. You have been given, and by the way, I now expect you to be plat in this uh, particular character slash role. Uh, I expect you to be a whatever hero level 100 by the time we resume our show. You've been assigned Lucio. <laughs> that is your, your, Lucio? your one Lucio. true pair. Yeah. Okay. Lucio. All right, Chris. How do you, you know, how do you when feel? Overwatch was released. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, when Overwatch was released and I thought like, oh man, I'm going to be good at, at a character. I really liked Lucio. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me. How effective two... were you with the wall ride? Uh, in its OG form, it was fine, but I couldn't really climb that well. How uh, no the ranks and the walls? <laughs> How effective were you at uh, the healing when you first started playing Lucio? Exactly. I seem to recall a story about how you thought the I, healing mechanic worked. My first, oh my my <laughs> first few games, yeah, I thought that like I need to hit my uh, allies with with the with the bullets that he shoots, the shockwaves. <laughs> yeah, it was great, that would have been time. pretty cool. Yeah. What? Uh, you gotta blast them with the healing beats, you know. I guess it's no different than Anna, right? Them in the face without healing, you know. <laughs> One thing yeah, I... that was before she came out, I was kind of like, you know, oh, ahead point. of the curve. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. One thing I uh, uh, will point out about Lucio on console: impossible to get that achievement with him, where you whatever it is, you have to like kill six people or within six like seconds while wall riding or something like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I've never been able to figure out how someone could do it. I well, have it, but only because uh, I had like a multiple, like a full leaving team, and I, mm. yeah. the enemy team was nice. Good point. Me, so. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I think that I, I don't know if I ever got it, but we were trying to get it, uh, give it to me in a in a comp match. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, this is like, and that would have been like way, way, way back. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Chris, so uh, first color. Color is the first question. Yes. Blue. Blue. Okay. 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 I'm just recording the answers here. All right. Uh, I need a number between. Uh, I'll change the number just for, just for argument's sake. We're gonna go between one and fourteen. Uh, okay. That changes eight. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Give me one sec. I want everyone to know that this is a very scientific method, so that's why it takes yeah. me a sec to calculate the trajectory. And how do you take your coffee? Uh, it's a double-double. Two cream, two sugar. All right. Well, I hope you're ready to play uh, everyone's favorite damage character, May. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't things. mind. I, I can it, can it be old me as opposed to new me? Can I CC the heck out of you? Cause oh, oh man, <laughs> again, there's, there's a theme as to the characters that I enjoy playing beyond Reinhardt. Annoying. It's the, <laughs> do I make you want to uninstall? Ah, yeah. You truly please. want to see the word world burn or freeze. The ones with that special ability called alt F4. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, well, World Tier Lucio and World Tier May uh, yep. coming to you in 2024. You got it. So um, I got to give a shout out to Dad Says Jokes. It's a, a social media account because uh, I was trying to find one about, you know, like an end or what have you. And I thought this one was kind of humorous. Um, I saw a guy earlier today on a tractor was just driving past me and he was yelling, the end of the world is nigh. I couldn't believe my eyes. I finally ran into Farmer Geddon. <laughs> Farmer Geddon. I like that. Geddon. I like that. Nice. 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 I like it. Uh, Dad says jokes. That's theirs, not mine. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Uh, end of our final episode of 2023. We'll be back in 2024 at some point. Um, who knows? Great news might break between now and then, and maybe we'll change our mind and do something but i kind of doubt it i mean let's be real here uh if there's anything that uh breaks between now and 2024 it'll be that uh more teams are pulling the plug and actually finally calling a spade a spade uh none of them will be the vancouver titans they'll just probably just fade into uh that forgotten world of did they even exist but in the meantime, make sure to like and subscribe to the show because you don't want to miss the next episode when it comes, whenever it happens to be. But more importantly, go tune into One Man Watchpoint, the podcast that Jordan hosts, because he'll still be talking about Overwatch, and it's the only place that you're going to be able to get that Overwatch news because nowhere else provides it the way Jordan does. That's right. And you can follow him at, at Sir Dr. Jam on uh, Twitter and uh, apparently also on Instagram for One Man Watchpoint. So where's that? Uh, Alex, make sure to follow him on the social media as he's at OmniStrife, and I am at Lightforce, as I always have been. I never but post. On just saying. behalf of the three <laughs> of us. Catchphrase. <laughs>